Hare Krishna. This is um, Hare Krishna. Shri. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Badrani Prabhu uh, from Nirvindavan, and Prabhuji will. Uh, yeah, please take over the call, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Sure. So today we are discussing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto Five, Chapter Six, Text Number Thirteen. I will um, first chant the sloka and then translation. Purport is not very big, so we will read the purport also. And then we will go ahead and then discuss. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tushyanugunan slokan gayanti Aho buva sapta samudravatya Dvipeshu varshe swadipunyametat Gayanti yatratya janamurarehi Karmani badrani avataravanti Translation Learned scholars chant about the transcendental qualities of Lord Rishabdev in this way Oh, this earthly planet contains seven seas and many islands and lands of which Bharatvarsha is considered the most pious. People of Bharatvarsha are accustomed to glorifying the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His incarnation as Lord Rishabdev and others. All these activities are very auspicious for the welfare of humanity. Purport by His Divine Grace, Yesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Bharata Bhumi Haile Manushya Janmayara Para Upakara. As stated in this verse, Bharat Varsha is most pious land. The followers of Vedic literature understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His different incarnations and they are privileged to glorify the Lord by following the directions of Vedic literature. After realizing the glories of human life, such people should take up the mission to spread the importance of human life throughout the whole world. This is the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> the word Adipunyam indicates that there are certainly many other pious men throughout the world, but the people of Bharatvarsha are even more pious. Therefore, they are fit to spread Krishna consciousness throughout the world for the benefit of all human society. Srila Madhvacharya also recognizes the land of Bharatvarsha. Visheshad Bharata Punyam. Throughout the world, there is no question of Bhagavad Bhakti or devotional service. But the people of Bharatvarsha can easily understand the devotional service of the Lord. Thus, 
every inhabitant of bharatvarsha can perfect his life by discharging bhagavad bhakti and then preaching this cult throughout the world for the benefit of everyone om gyanati mirandasya gyananjana salakaya chakshuruvan militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्टम स्थापूतले स्वयं रूपा कदा मह्यम ददाती स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतापदकमल श्रीगुरु वैष्णवाग्रजाता सहगना रघुनाथ सजीव साइत सवदूत पिजना सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपदगणा ललिता श्री विशाखान्ता नमा ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्णप्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांता स्वामी नितिनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवानी प्रचारिने निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देशतारिने नमो महावदन्या कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाया कृष्ण चैतन्य नामिने गौरत्षे नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिय वाचा कल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पति पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैता गदाधार श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामो हरे रामो राम रामो हरे 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 कृष्णा सो हियर इन दिस चैप्टर इज टर्म्ड एज ए इम्पिच्युअस Srila Sukadeva Goswami, he is discussing about uh, the activities of Lord Rishabdev. So, in those activities, now in this verse, he is talking about the glories of taking a birth in Bharat Varsha. and then why that those who are born in bharat varsha are such a fortunate souls for many reasons which we can talk about 
So some of the reason he talks about here, one of the reason is that the people of Bharatvarsha are accustomed to glorify the activities of Supreme Personality of Godhead. Can be in any way. It may be Rishabhadeva activities or it may be Lord Vishnu or it may be Lord Vamandev or Parasudam or Lord Ram or Lord Krishna. So many of them. Yesterday was Jaydev Goswami's disappearance day. So Jaydev Goswami, he wrote one of the beautiful, beautiful poem. Talks about all the Dashavataras. It's called Dashavatar Sloka, where he explains about how Lord, he appeared in a different, different incarnation and he glorifies those incarnations. So from that, one of the stanza, which Srila Prabhupada took it, our, our Gaudiya Vaishnava Acharyas, they took that one of the stanza and we sing that every day. Especially in the temples, we sing it almost four times a day. We sing that. That is the Narasimharati, especially when you are doing Narasimharati. Keshava Druta talks about that one. Narahari Rupa, Jaya Jagadisha Hare, Tavakara Kamala Vare Nakam, Adbhuta Shringa. He wrote this thing actually. And that, we sing that every day in the Narasimha prayers. So Jayadeva Goswami, he talks about it. So there are so many incarnations of Lord Krishna. And out of all those incarnations, the people of Bharatavarsha, they are accustomed in glorifying the Lord's incarnation. Some may be glorifying Rishabhadeva, and some may be glorifying Lord Ram, some may be glorifying Parashuram. So like that, so many of them. Actually, if you go to see, the taking a birth in Bharat Varsha is very, very rare. First of all, taking a birth as a human form of, uh, in the human form of life itself is very rare. Out of 8.4 uh, millions of species, 84 lakhs, and taking the human form of life. Srila Prabhupada writes in the human form of itself, there are 400,000 varieties are there in human form of life. With the different, different places they have born and with the different consciousness. If by any chance if we are born as a, uh, as a person in an Amazon forest, and what is the, the guarantee that we will meet a devotee and we will take up a spiritual life? And especially the spiritual life as taught by the four sampradayas. And then we find different kinds of species, like different kinds of people in the Western world. But to have the human form of life which we have this, uh, our mind and our senses developed in such a way that where we are, uh, it's convenient for us to take up Krishna consciousness. That itself is very rare. 
for that matter if you even if you go to see uh, now we are talking about taking a birth in bharatvarsha itself is very rare but if you go to see the people those who are taken birth in bharatvarsha what they are doing how they are utilizing this human form of life even though it is so rare to take birth in bharatvarsha but they totally misuse it and they blaspheme supreme lord and they do so many nonsensical activities and they condemn vedic literatures and they condemn hinduism and they blaspheme the people those who are following sanatan dharma so that is the situation in bharatvarsha even though it is so rare to take birth in bharatvarsha in fact when we see in uh, nectar of instruction in the uh, ninth verse <clears throat> rupa goswami he writes so very beautifully he talks about this thing he says the holy place known as mathura is spiritually superior to the vaikuntha that that statement itself is uh, i mean how much he must be having the conviction and since they are the pure devotees they could see and what he is saying the holy place known as mathura that is not in the spiritual world that is in bharatvarsha in, in india he talks about the holy place known as mathura he is a spiritually superior to vaikuntha uh, it is even superior to vaikuntha which vaikuntha that is is the transcendental world because the lord appeared there superior to mathura. then he talks about since lord krishna appeared in mathura that mathura is superior to vaikuntha in spiritual aspect and then he says further superior to mathura puri is the transcendental forest of vrindavan and why because of krishna's rasalila pastimes that's why vrindavan is more superior to mathura and then further he talks he talks about and superior to forest of rundavan is govardhan hill why then that also he talks about because for it it was raised by the divine hands of sri krishna and was the site of his various loving pastimes and that's why govardhan is even superior to all the rundavan forests and then further he says and above all superior the super excellent sri radhakar sri radhakund stands supreme for it is the for it is over flooded with ambrosial nectar prema of the lord of gokula sri krishna then he says where then is the intelligent person who is unwilling to saw this divine radha kund which is situated at the foot of a govardhan hill so 
the persons who do not want to live on the banks of radha kund and south radha kund then what is their situation so now he is talking about mathura he is talking about govardhan and he is talking about vrindavan forest but these are all situated in bharatvarsha why bharatvarsha is so special when compared to all other lands in the world because supreme lord appeared he descended on that part of the earth and he roamed he walked and he crawled on that land and he performed activities like rasalila and different different pastimes Lord Krishna may not have come to southern part of India, but Lord Ram, he walked on the land, southern part of the land. He visited Panchavati, which is in Nashik. Nashik name itself is known as Nasika, when Lakshman cut the nose of surpanaka and he throws the he throws that nose on the other side of the river and that place is known as nasika and that's how it has came as nasik and from there lord ram he traveled towards south india to reach rameshwaram it says that he passed through the place known as andhra and then the place known as tamil nadu he walked on this land so the full full land the length and breadth of the land is purified by his footsteps that's why it is considered as the one of the uh topmost and it's considered as the the pure purest form of earth of this entire material world and taking a birth in that land is so rare one has to perform so many past activities and then only one gets the ch- one gets the chance to take birth on that land but so unfortunate situation nowadays that we come to this land which is god forsaken land it's known as united states of america this plan this land this place is not the place to inhabitant of human form of life so difficult to live here we can see now how it is snowing so difficult to travel so difficult to walk the proper says if it is hot india is a hot country india is tropical proper says 
if, if it is a heart, it's an austerity. And then he says, if it is cold, like this western world, and he says it is a hellish. And we are living in these hellish conditions, at least those who are attending this conference from United States of America. And we take great pride. And he, everybody wants to give birth in this land to their children. So they can become American citizens and they can live. Of course, Prabhupada glorified this place also. Because this is the land which gave life to Srila Prabhupada. They accepted Srila Prabhupada and they... Actually, movement started from here, Hare Krishna movement. That's why Prabhupada likes this place. He glorifies you know, the Westerners, especially Americans, and his disciples. Now, when it comes to the land of Bharatvarsha, now what to speak about the Supreme Lord? We can see, even now we can see, even as and today also, there, there is so much of information, so much of internet, so many things are there. But even as and today, even if somebody claims themselves falsely that they are the incarnation of Supreme Lord, you will find people surround them, people are going to them, people are worshipping them. So many, not one or two, not in tens and hundreds, the thousands and crores of people worship them. Even though they are false uh, Supreme Lord. So that is the uh, position of the Bharata Varsha. Why? Because that's what he, he talks about Sukadeva Goswami here. They are accustomed to glorifying the Supreme Lord. You need, it is not necessary for one to, uh, you know, uh, come to this satsanga to understand the activities of the Lord. Just being born in Bharata Varsha, one will come to know. It's not only the persons, those who are practicing Vedic style of lifestyle, are following Sanatan Dharma, everybody, anybody, those who are born in Bharata Varsha, irrespective of their religion, maybe they may be Christians or they may be Muslims or they may be Parsis or Jews, anybody, everybody knows the activities of Lord Ram, activities of Lord Krishna. It is given to them, even though they are not endeavoring to receive it, even though they are not putting efforts to know about these things. But that is given to them. It is by default the people knows, people understands that yes, Krishna is the Lord, he is the part of Vishnu, he is incarnated as a Krishna, Vishnu incarnated as Lord Ram and then their activities and then Parshuram and all of this, all of this. Everything people know about it. That's why His Holiness Radhana Swami, He says, the, you born in India, you don't know, you don't understand the uh, wealth 
or the fortune of you or Krishna consciousness that is there in your blood. But it is so difficult for Westerners to take this up. It's so difficult for us. We don't have any facilities. If somebody wants to do it, they have to struggle so much to understand. So much they have to go through. Of course, now because of Srila Prabhupada, it has <coughs> become much easy for people to understand. If they have some inclination, they can visit an Iskand temple and there are people who can ready to explain to them. But in 1960s and 70s, it is so difficult. If somebody wants to practice spiritual life, somebody wants to follow the Sanatana Dharma, somebody wants to uh, have the Vedic lifestyle, it's so much, so much hard for them. Because somebody is asked this question to Maharaj, so Maharaj is answering that question, so like this. It's so difficult, it's so difficult for Westerners to take up Krishna consciousness. Whereas, for Indians, it is in their blood. Either you get to know through your father and mother or to your grandmother, if not, then you will get to know through magazines or you get to know through some textbooks or you get to know through the loudspeakers who are which are surrounding our houses. Somehow or other you get to know about the Supreme Lord. Because that land is like that. If you do not glorify the Vedas, then there is no place for that uh, person or for that uh, religion in that land, that will be thrown away if there is no glorification or if there is no following of a Vedic lifestyle. I mean, we talk about so many uh, conversions are happening in India, Christians and Muslims and all those things. But actually, if you go deep into their lifestyle, you see, even though they are Christians, even though they are Muslims, they try to follow Sanatana Dharma. Somehow or other, they follow Sanatana Dharma. And that's how they are. That's how it is in India. And then the second part comes is that as Prabhupada talks in the purport that so now that we have taken a human form of life, Atato Brahma Jignasa, and now that you have taken a human form of life, and especially in Bharat Varsha, now that becomes our duty to spread this message the preaching and give this information to others. One of the unfortunate thing with our, uh, it may be uh, talk about as either it is because of we are being followers of Sanatana Dharma or, uh, or we can uh, blame it on our laziness. There is no proper uh, preaching of this Sanatana Dharma. Whereas if you go to see all the Abrahamic religions, they preach and they try to convert people into their Dharma. For them it is needed. But in Sanatana Dharma it is not like that. If you uh, worship God, yes, there is a place for you. If you don't worship God, there is a place for you. If you worship some stone, there is a place for you. If you worship not a form, there is a place for you. For everything there is a place. 
If you want to practice, practice. If you do not want to practice, that's also fine. That's how the Sanatana Dharma is. So unfortunately, there is no real effort from the followers of Sanatana Dharma to spread this message, to give this message to the entire humanity. Even now we talk about so many people, those who are following Sanatana Dharma, maybe we talk about some of the Hollywood actors and then some of the great personalities, all these things we can talk about. Recently I was reading in a Facebook post how Will Smith, he is reading Bhagavad Gita, he came to Mumbai, he visited some, some temple like that, all these things. And then some film act, some heroine of Hollywood, she is also practicing Hindu Dharma. This is all happened not by somebody is preaching to them. Because they came to know about the Sanatana Dharma and then they got interested and they started reading books and they got attracted and they started following it. It is not that somebody is actively preaching to them. Ah, yes, because of now it's gone. Now we started preaching to this, uh, this movement, preaching about Hare Krishna Mahamantra and preaching about the Vedic lifestyle to the people. So now it is a more awareness is there. So that becomes our privilege actually. It becomes as a duty for all the Bharatvasis to spread this message so that others can take up the spiritual life. And Srila Prabhupada is the, the foremost one in this. He came to Western world and he started spreading this message so that Western people also can take up this message and they can start practicing the spiritual life. And recently I was hearing in one of the lectures, this is actually comes in Harishori Prabhu's diary, since he was there as Srila Prabhupada personal secretary for two years, he recorded all the Prabhupada activities. The almost in the, the final days of Srila Prabhupada, when he is in Vrindavan, Prabhupada is totally stopped eating because he is not able to digest what he is eating. So in those days, so one lady who came to visit Srila Prabhupada and she is the sister of Netaji Shubhas Chandra Bose. Now the recently I think Prime Minister Modi, he, yesterday, I think, it is Subhash Chandra Bose Appearance Day. So, India, they are celebrating his Appearance Day. And it, it says, Srila Prabhupada himself, he says, that we got, India got independence not because of Gandhi, it is because of Subhash Chandra Bose. Because the way he fought, even though Gandhiji is talking about non-violence and all, but many people are frustrated because of this non-violence. It is not working, it is not happening. Because of Subhash Chandra Bose, Britishers were scared and that's why they have to leave India. And this Mataji, who is the sister of Subhash Chandra Bose, and she is explaining Srila Prabhupada, and she is being a very close friend of Srimati Indira Gandhi, who was the 
Prime Minister at that time, she was telling that uh, Indira Gandhi feels that you are the only pious person in this Bharat Varsha. And that's how you could be able to spread this message. You could be able to fight the materialism just like how Subhash Chandra Bose, he fought Britishers. Like that you fought materialism and then you made so many of Western Hare Krishnas. So Prabhupada was so much encouraged just by hearing this, even though he is unable to move and his condition is so bad. Prabhupada immediately called his disciples and then he ordered them, arrange for a bus party, we will go for preaching. We have to go to each and every village. We travel in the bus and then we start preaching. And we go everywhere, we travel all over India and we are going to preach in each and every village, wherever we go. So that is the mood of a preacher. Even though he is almost on his last final days, but he is so much encouraged just by the meeting, by the words of this Mataji, who is the sister of Subhash Chandra Bose. And Prabhupada even glorifies this land, talking about it. If you see the statement in the court, on July 20th, Prabhupada talks about this thing, so nicely he talks about it. He says, when, uh, when we visit, when we walk on this land, if I happen to go into the fields of some place, and immediately the owner of the field comes running to us, and then he tells us, Wow, what a great fortune I have today that you came to my place. You visited us. I am so lucky, so fortunate that you visited my place. And Prabhupada said that even if you are walking in the streets and if a milkman also sees you, immediately he will say, Namaste Swamiji. This is the culture of this land. And Prabhupada says that if it happens to be, if I try to, if I happen to be stepping in the land of somebody else's property in the Western world, in your country, he is talking about this thing in the Western world. He is giving this statement. And immediately they take their guns to shoot me. Or they object but to see the land of Bharat Varsha, they, they welcome you and they feel that they are so fortunate that you stepped on their property and you visited them and you are trying to give them something. So that's the reason they, uh, in Bharat Varsha, if a sannyasi comes to the home for begging also, it's considered as a fortunate and they worship this sannyasi. 
that may be any kind of sannyasi may be he may be real sannyasi or he may be uh, false just wearing the dress for the sake of uh, getting some food and then things like that but still people respect them i mean if they have something they will offer otherwise they don't give them the galis as such they don't uh, abuse them so that is the uh, the position of bharatvarsha so that's where it becomes our uh, duty to take up this message and spread this message either to preaching or through book distribution or somehow or other ena kena prakarena somehow or other spread this message let people get benefit there are so many of them are waiting for us to come to them and give them this knowledge and give them this message okay so i will stop here and then see if you have any questions or comments Hare Krishna Prabhu can you hear me Hare Krishna Mahesh Prabhu Dhanwant Pranam Hare Krishna yes. yeah Dhanwant Pranam is a very nice class and i always learn something so as you said that in uh, bharatvarsha to people who are born there knowingly or unknowingly it is in their blood to know about uh, krishna and ram so what about the children and grandchildren born here what about uh, them they are not so fortunate prabhu we made we brought that unfortunate things to them we are uh, instrumental in that but yes we can make them fortunate by giving them this message by giving them the teachings of shila prabhupad see the what happens in india is that even though the parents are working even though parents do not have time but the fact that you are living in india you are surrounded with your relatives surrounded with your, the people those who are close to you and they keep talking about rama and krishna and all this uh, vedic pastimes vedic vedic lifestyle and that's how they get to have this information and the here after we come here the reason we come here is to enjoy if anybody is in the western world it is not that they are coming here to practice spiritual life we come here so that we can have a better standard of living we come here so that we can live happy life peaceful life but not by practicing spiritual life but by earning money by raising our standards material standards by having uh, so many material facilities so what happens is that as we are busy in trying to get these things are uh, trying to enjoy and we forget to coach and we forget to preach our children i mean we do uh, we i do see there are so many people they keep coming to the temple many of the children they don't even know hare krishna mantra 
they don't even know any mantra they don't even know what is the meaning of gomata i mean i i can say this very boldly hardly any child many children majority of the children those who are uh, having bharat varsha origin they don't know what is gomata if you just speak gomata they don't know uh, if you say cow then they can understand but if you say gomata it's very difficult for them to understand so that is on us so we need to give this training to them and that that's where the problem is now and especially those who are uh, born and being raised in america when we don't give this knowledge to them somebody else give some other knowledge to them and they'll be easily because they have this blood within them and they will be easily convinced because of this uh, trust and faith they have because of their bharat varsha origin and they put their trust and faith in somewhere else either in the form of a jesus or in the form of allah or somewhere else because they can able to better convince them that's what like uh, i mean i keep talking about this thing there is some uh, whatsapp message this keep uh, going around and especially for those those who are of uh, followers of hindu and those who want to spread this hindu uh, religion or stand against the invasion of abrahamic religions this message talks about yeah, i don't know whether it is true or false but then it makes sense yeah the father having a one girl she is now 20 20 25 years old <coughs> she fall in love with one guy and she about to marry him that the guy happens to be muslim and this girl is happened to be hindu and father uh, asked this girl how can you do this why you are marrying a muslim boy <coughs> I mean, one of his friend asked the father why you are allowing your girl to marry him why cannot why can't you stop him and father says the reply of his daughter to him i i met with this guy not just recently of almost one year back one and a half year two years back in these two years he taught me everything he taught me how to do namaz he taught me how to read kalma he taught me how to read quran and he taught me why should i have to wear hijab and then how should why i should wear all these things what i whatever i had to do as a muslim woman and that girl asked her father what did you teach me for last 25 years we are more interested in teaching our children to become to study well and to get a good job and settle nicely that's all we are not interested in giving them the vedic understanding we are not interested in giving them any uh, knowledge about lord ram or lord krishna or any of these things now we may just it's like we are doing puja and we also ask them to do puja 
and put a tilakar put one red dot on their forehead that's all but we don't really go much deep into this uh, thing to give them the knowledge to give them the understanding so when we don't do that then we'll become like this father because there are people who are ready who are waiting to preach and if, if the children are lucky if they come in contact with any devotee of uh, uh, iskon or hare krishna movement but by any chance if they come in contact with any of the person who is from isis or uh, or from yehova and they bound to take it because they can able to convince them they give the teachings they give them proper understandings and they will be convinced and they will take it up so that becomes that's that's why it becomes as our prime activity to give this knowledge to our children we know the problem with the elders is that first of all we don't know that what we are going to teach our children that's that becomes as the main problem even if you know you are so busy you are not uh, not interested in giving this knowledge we feel shy to to talk about ourselves we feel shy to say that i am a hindu <clears throat> nowadays you keep observing even in uh, united states of america also you keep seeing there are so many advertisements they keep coming and nowadays you see there is a small small little little trend that's changing you can see some of the women with the hijab showing them as a muslim and they are i mean taking up that product or whatever it is <coughs> but you don't find in america no advertisement the woman wearing sari and then having a tilak on her forehead she is accepting that product or accepting that services whatever it is you don't find that because you, you, uh, we are not outspoken we are not external we feel shy to show our religion we try to mix we try to mingle with everyone and we try to be as one of them we don't want to be show ourselves that yes we practice this religion and yes we are uh, pride we are we are proud to practice this religion it is not this is not there in our blood we don't do that but it is the time to do it now at least because of some westerners there is some uh, there is some vision there are some you can see some people roaming around with a dhoti and kurta and holding books in in their hand and mataji is roaming with a sari how many indian women we can see going to the offices with sari they don't go but you can see how many uh, uh, muslim women they go with hijab even though they are wearing pant and shirt but they go with hijab they don't they don't stop wearing it and you don't find any indian women they just try to be act like any any other normal <coughs> uh, american women a red dot on their forehead and no sindur nothing mangal sutra it is put under down 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 under under garments so that nobody can see it 
we are so shy about showing our practices showing our religion and men are worst nothing nothing means nothing of course you don't find anybody wearing dhoti kurta going to the offices you don't find anybody wearing shikha putting shikha on their uh, head you don't see it's it's uh, so difficult so difficult muslims you find them standing on the road or on the end of footpath in the <coughs> airports and the railway stations whenever the time becomes when the time comes immediately they put down some chadar and they start doing namaz how many of indian people you can see them doing gayatri at the time of sandhya vandan time sitting in the public places you don't find anybody we so shy we are we we it is like it's a curse on us we born in this bharat varsha we born in hindu religion we feel it is a curse for us and when we are with this consciousness uh, how easy it is to make our children so that's why we don't teach to our children and we leave them and they slowly slowly either become atheists or uh, what about god uh, their god morning and you take bath you do aarti that's all they may not do that also and then slowly they will become as maybe as a christian or muslim so that is our condition prabhu so we need to yes preach to them seriously so that they also can if not they are not chanting 16 rounds if they not they are not becoming a krishna consciousness at least they should follow the sanatan dharma the vedic lifestyle like at some places propas asked this question who is better who is doing uh, who may not be a person may not be krishna conscious he is not hare krishna devotee but at least he is doing uh, demigod worship devi devata worship otherwise um, that is the one person and there is a person who is following abrahamic religion so who is better so the proper answer is the person who is following a vedic lifestyle is better than them better than the following abrahamic religion why because at least he is following the vedic scriptures so if if your children may not become krishna devotees they may not become krishna consciousness but at least make them to follow the vedic lifestyle that itself is good enough some day or other they can take up krishna consciousness if not in this lifetime in the next lifetime hope that helps prabhu yes thank you prabhu really you give very nice explanation and i think it's a burning question uh, when you get together uh, as a grandfather with your friends and other devotees and so i uh, you explain very nicely very nicely which uh, you know which will help me at least so uh, my other question is that uh, you know when the, uh, the uh, when the, there is a initiation they make the uh, uh, person who is taking initiation to you know for um, to do the japas and follow all the other regulatory principles why they they, they don't emphasize 
that the preaching is uh, also very important and um, preaching should be must uh, uh, not uh, on day to day style <coughs> but um, in their family or their neighbors or outside at least once a month uh, like uh, you know uh, i'm sure that you are preaching twice a month uh, also you may be doing where you stay so why they don't emphasize at that time because you know that somebody teach then the children will learn uh, because they will not have a their parents are busy so they might not see but at least uh, if there is preaching going on uh, then they learn little more what do you think about that so uh, actually ప్రభుపాద రాయించిన పప్పు చైతన్య మహాప్రభు ఇసేస్ భారత భూమి హైలే మనుష్య జన్మయార జన్మ సార్థక కరి కర పర ఉపకార సో ద ఫస్ట్ థింగ్ ఫర్ అస్ ఈజ్ టు ప్యూరిఫై అవర్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ జన్మ సార్థక కరి సో వీ నీడ్ టు ప్యూరిఫై అవర్ సెల్స్ హౌ వీ క్యాన్ ప్యూరిఫై అవర్ సెల్స్ by following the four regulative principles and by chanting and by practicing devotional service and then then he says janma sardaka kari kara para upakara then you try to help others so as we are purifying ourselves we should also uh, preach to others this is the uh, underlining principle is just like somebody asked radhanath swami when you are giving initiation why don't you emphasize on reading shila prabhupad books so the maharaj answer to that is the same thing like why don't you emphasize on the preaching but actually if you saw the the way they take oath is that they say that hare krishna maharaj i follow four regulative principles namely so on so uh, no meat eating no gambling no illicit sex and no intoxication and i chant 16 rounds every day 16 round minimum 16 rounds every day and i uh, so shila propad mission in the mood of a servant of a servant of a servant so what is the serving of shila propad what is the serving of shila movement of shila propad in the mood of a servant of a servant it's nothing but the preach and other than that radhanath maharaj says that is underlining principle of reading shila propad books that goes without saying just like when we are asking somebody how are you doing we don't ask them are you eating three times a day so that you remain healthy three times a day eating it goes without saying irrespective of whether they are in a good condition whether they are in a bad condition so the preaching is like eating three times a day that is irrespective of whether we are doing our sadhana or not doing our sadhana properly or not reading shila propad books or reading shila propad books but that preaching is always continues like bhakti vinod thakur he says 
you preach in such a way that sometimes you speak so preaching doesn't mean that always blabbering speaking talking achar and vichar when we follow the rules and regulations you yourself remain as an example for others to see when you wear dhoti and kurta and then walk on the streets when you talk to people and the way you carry out your things that itself is a preaching and then talking to others about krishna consciousness that will become as a sone pe suhag jaisa hota hai it gives more uh, what we call is a blossom to the flower or smell to the flower so achar that is as bhakti tagur says you preach in such a way that you speak sometime that means rest of the things action speaks louder than words so when we follow the movement when we follow our sadhana properly that itself is a better preaching to children our children to everyone actually to anybody who sees you uh, when chaitanya mahaprabhu in the bengal people from west bengal people from bengal they visit chaitanya mahaprabhu three times they ask this question same question they ask three times the first time they ask this question who is the vaishnava and chaitanya mahaprabhu answer to them the person who chants hare who chants hare krishna mahamantra or who chants names of hari even one time that is a vaishnava and the second time when they asked again next year chaitanya mahaprabhu replied the person who practices devotional service chanting hare krishna mahamantra and following the regulative principles they are called as the vaishnavas and again the third year they came they asked the same question and chaitanya mahaprabhu says this time the moment they see any person and just by the presence of that person one feel like chanting and that is called as a vaishnava so there are the three kinds of vaishnavas chaitanya mahaprabhu is talking about so just by our looking at ourselves by the our presence by looking at our attire looking at our how and bow one should feel like chanting hare krishna mantra or one should feel like having inquisitiveness to talk about what is this why is this why you put on tilak what is that called what what are those lines on your forehead what is that you are wearing in your uh, throat in on your neck necklace what is that necklace what is this dress all about and that gives inquisitiveness to the uh, people those who are looking at you like a long time long time back one mataji she spoke on this conference call she is a doctor and she is the i think uh, um, she was from houston and she is living in new york and she says when she is she is being a doctor and she is working in the hospital the nurses and other doctors 
somehow they feel something different in here and they keep asking here what is that that differences you from us because she is the devotee people can sense this people can make out that you are something different than them and they want to know what is it and if you practicing spiritual spiritual life sincerely and seriously and that you can see the people will look at you the way they are looking at this mataji so preaching is always there prabhu this is underlining principle of this movement preaching is the essence for us now without preaching this movement there is no movement hari krishna movement it started with the preaching chaitanya mahaprabhu started with preaching this message to each and everyone so that is underlying principle and that's where we keep talking about uh, preaching preaching that's the reason we have this conferences we have this everyday chant daily we are chanting and then we are talking on bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam and there are so many zoom conferences and so many harinam sankirtans happening and there are so many book distributions happening it's all it's all because of the the one principle the preaching is the essence hope that helps prabhu yeah thank you prabhu ji and you give always a wonderful class and i appreciate that uh, there is always something to learn from your lecture uh, about achar vichar vedic principles and i wish that uh, for our grandchildren and children uh, they they have some association with the maharaj like badrayani prabhu and they can act in their day to day life and improve and go on the path of krishna consciousness i appreciate and hari bol prabhu hari krishna thank you prabhu i am just a prabhu i am not maharaj thank you thank you for your kind encouraging words hari krishna hari krishna okay any other questions comments hari krishna prabhu ji madara pranam to you silapopat ki jai guru maharaj ki jai um hari krishna maharaj very nice class prabhu ji very practical and uh, you always uh, you know uh, you g- give us an insight of uh, actually you know like the same thing was coming in my mind also that you mentioned about the muslim people <clears throat> that they are they you know they cover their heads and ladies follow certain things like that uh, because they are only uh, able to show their face a part of the body uh to either the husband or father like that something like that brother but not to uh, other male members like brother in laws and uh, you know and other uh, father in law no no this thing and even the outside men they are very particular and they really follow it very strictly you know so if these kind of people the muslims they become devotees they will also follow the krishna consciousness very well and then you were also saying that among the indians we don't feel proud about it much you know so that's really absolutely rightly said and uh, in fact in the beginning 
uh, when I came, you know, I used to meet a lot of people because the, my children were going to school. So we came across a lot of uh, families um, in the park and other places. And they used to say that, how come you don't have the red thing on your head, on your, you know, your, uh, this thing. I mean, you know, I don't put it actually. Sometimes if I remember, I put uh, the sindoor. So mm-hmm. then she was like, one time she saw the bindi, she started asking me that sometimes you wear, sometimes you don't wear. So people outside are very observant, you know, and they know that if this is a part of a culture. Um, even Americans, for that reason, they really follow it. But we, coming from the, you know, North Indian Hindu background, you know, somehow um, also seen a lot of city life in Delhi while growing up. So, you know, clothes are not always Indian, Western clothes we wear, even here. So somehow everything is taken very casually, uh, you know. Yeah, of course, when we go to the temple, you know, we wear the Vaishnav clothes like, you know, sari, suit or whatever, but not otherwise. So very nicely said that. So Prabhuji, like um, in this um, main thing, purport they're saying about, uh, you know, like it's where, uh, people who are born in uh, Bharatvarsh, right? Mm. So uh, at one point, even in the Bhagavatam, some where it is said that the whole planet is Bharatvarsh. So yeah. then, uh, now they are saying that uh, in Bharatvarsh uh, means, uh, uh, is it, are they talking about India only or uh, is it the whole Bharatvarsh if a person is born? First is my, I have the doubt there. Secondly, uh, what if the children are born in India and they come to USA and then for some reason because of schooling, because of paperwork, because of other issues, they have not been able to go back for 15-20 years and they are living here, but they are born in India, right? But mm. definitely those children will take up the ways of American living because, you know, the moment they went to school, uh, they saw, you know, the uh, this I'm talking about like apart from our practice of Krishna consciousness, like, you know, I'm just trying to... Uh, uh, see that insight where uh, so once they are here then then, then also they will have that uh, uh, what do you call what you said is um, you said that you know uh, they're very lucky that they're born in uh, India you know very uh, yeah. yeah so is that, is that also uh, lagu or we can put it for uh, uh, them also because they although they are there and like you said if uh, Someone is born, see the parents are also working, you know, uh, they are in like material life, materialistic, so to say. But still, somewhere around the line, they'll go, they'll walk to the market, they will see, you know, Ganesha, Nam written, or there'll be a temple, very close vicinity, there'll be temple, the bell ringing, or their dadi and nani will tell some stories, they'll have some books. And the parents are working, then they won't have time, but at least the grandparents. So that, you know, they have that, uh, that, uh, 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 that background is there, you know. So can you shed some light? It's not a specific question I have uh, uh, put forward, but some thoughts coming from your class and uh, also regarding the Bharatvarsh. Like, I mean, you know, when they're saying Purai Bharatvarsh hai, so then why specifically India? It's because, because we have Vrindavan. Mathura and all that there and the Leelas of Krishna happened in that particular place. That's why um, like India is uh, this thing as Lord Chaitanya has mentioned, you know, like agar, uh, if you are born then you should do, uh, you should uh, preach because uh, uh, 
So, can you explain a little bit, Prabhuji? Sure, Mataji. Now, first of all, when you look at the children, those who are born in India, and uh, they are not raised in India, they are raised here in the United States or in the Western world, they are fortunate of being so taken a birth in Bharat Varsha, but when they are not raised in uh, uh, India, then it becomes the duty of a parent to preach to them, uh, to give them that understanding. If we don't do that, then even though they are fortunate of taking a birth in India, but they are not fully utilizing that birth. Just like in Srimad Bhagavatam it talks about, again, it's everything comes back to the, uh, the preaching as such. Like in, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam it talks about Guru Nashasya, uh, and na mata, na mata, na pita, na shasya, he talks about. This is a very beautiful verse that is. If one should not be a spiritual master, if he is unable to deliver his disciples to from this material world. And similarly, one cannot be the parent if unable to deliver the children from this nuisance of the material nature. Uh, so that is the condition. If we are not able to uh, give or if we are not able to deliver our children uh, from this material world, then we should not be the parents actually. But in most of the in most of the situations, in most of the places, and in most of the families, what we see is that the especially if you look at uh, even though. Oh, Many Vedic followers, their only aim is to make sure that children are studying well and children are getting good jobs and they are well settled. This is what they are looking for. They don't look anything beyond this. It's immaterial for them. Whether God, ah, it is there, God is there. We do puja, go to temple sometimes once in a week or once in a two weeks. And that's all or once in a month, or once in a year. But this is more important. So that's how it becomes. So if, if that kind of situation, even though the child is born in uh, in, in India, in Bharat Varsha, but we are depriving them, not giving the facilities for going back to the spiritual world. So the onus comes on the parents as such. So it, there is one uh, saying, very nice saying actually, very thought-provoking. If you are following your authority, when authority is given you some instruction, if you are following that instruction, following authority and then fulfilling that instruction, if that instruction is bad instruction, you will also equally responsible for following the bad instruction. Hmm? So if the instruction is not good, of course, as per Krishna consciousness, you should follow the authority. But if your authority is given a bad instruction and if you follow that bad instruction, you will also be equally responsible 
for carrying out that instruction, carrying out that activity, as per the instruction given by the your authority. So the same way, now since if we set up a bad example, and if we uh, so not giving what we supposed to give to our children, then we are responsible because we are not uh, utilizing the facilities given by Krishna so we can uh, deliver the child from this nuisance of uh, modes of material nature so that is the the first one the bar regarding Bharat Varsha yes uh, entire planet is known as Bharat Varsha it says that when uh, I think uh, it is uh, Exactly, not remember the Prithu Maharaj, I think. When he is having seven sons, then he actually, uh, Prithu Maharaj, I don't remember exactly, it comes in Srimad Bhagavatam. Because of his uh, uh, chariot is going on this planet, the chariot made the ways in such a way that and there is a depression in the earth and that's so there are the seven planets so he he gave the seven planets to uh, rule his seven sons so that's how there is uh, the lands are happened but other than that also here in this uh, so maybe after that it must have become as a Bharat Varsha the part of where now Bharat India is there that becomes as the, the Bharat Varsha probably. Now the, here also in this purport, I am seeing whether in this purport or in other purports. And yes, here also in the translation also in for this verse what we are reading today. Um, learned scholars chant about the transcendental qualities of the Lord Rishabdev in this way. Oh, this earthly planet contains <coughs> seven seas and many islands and lands of which Bharat Varsha is considered the most pious. So it is recognizing that there are so many lands on this planet earth, but out of which this land is considered as Bharat Varsha and it is considered as a most pious land. So that way if you go to see, it was the entire uh, planet is known as Bharat Varsha, but later on as it is divided by one of the king, it has become into the seven continents, and out of which one continent where this particular piece of land is known as Bharat Varsha. hope that helps Mataji. Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much for clearing that. Thank you so much. And uh, preaching, of course, uh, you know, we still have to do whether uh, uh, there are so many people actually in Krishna consciousness that uh, they're preaching. They're born here, but they're into the movement and they know that it will make Srila Prabhupada happy, you know. So definitely, uh, you know, preaching is very, very important. And like Mahesh Prabhu was asking a question, I've seen, yes, during our initiation, we don't say that, that we will preach, but, uh, you know, uh, the most important thing is when we stay in association of devotees, 
then we do reading, preaching, everything we want to do. We want to experience it. Why everybody is preaching and distributing books, you know? And when we actually go and do it, then we realize that um, it's very thrilling, very nice, because, uh, you know, we're sharing this uh, sweet fruit with others. And, uh, and it's like, we don't want to be selfish. We just, uh, uh, you know, give it to others also. So thank you so yeah. much, Prabhuji. And for the questions, Mahesh Prabhu. Thank you, Mataji. Okay, any other questions or comments? I think it's already 8.40, 8.45. I think it's the time for us to stop. I think everybody has to go to yes, the jobs and things like that. And thank you to all the devotees for joining today.